Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Halloween special for 2023. This is our third Halloween special for the podcast, which is surprising to me that uh, we've done three of these already. For this special, uh, like all the others, we are talking about the Halloween series, and in this particular special, we decided to talk about how we could make the series better uh, with another movie. So uh, we've done this once before, and people seem to like it, so hopefully you guys enjoy it uh, for this Halloween. And more importantly, hopefully you guys have had a safe and happy Halloween. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. Hello, Matt, and hello, Justin. Yo, Joe. Hey, Joe. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween, sir. Happy Devil's Night. (laughs) Or Cabbage Night. Or Lucy Night. Or Mischief Night. Did you well, just apparently, become Mr. Dreyfus? What happened to you? No, in, in New Jersey, they call it Goosey Night and Cabbage Night. I have no idea I why. I think Katie's fucking what? with you. Uh, yeah, she could be. I, I I heard this literally like eight minutes ago. It's the only reason I remember it. I'm, I'm hoping to block it out of my memory. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've heard Devil's Night and Mischief Night. For all time. Yeah. Devil's Night and Mischief Night, I've heard, but... Yeah, those are the ones I know. Justin, you're from Jersey. You never heard those terms before, right? Well, A, I'm not from Jersey. I he, used to he, live he in Jersey. hates that. <laughs> the way he said it, I'm not from Jersey. <laughs> How dare you? Don't gender me. <laughs> uh, no, I have never heard either of those terms, man. It's fucking, it's either Devil's Night or Mischief Night, and that's all I know. Yeah, cabbage night is. I don't know yeah. where the hell that even came from. I just looked it up. Yeah, that's uh, apparently they used to use rotten cabbages as pranks on this night because they used did to. They, did they hold a lot of press conferences on this night? People would just throw fucking cabbages. I can't believe you guys are focusing on cabbage night, which is like oh, okay, it makes sense with the harvest. What the fuck is goosey night? <laughs> which we got to tackle one problem at a time. And I just, is, is Cabbage Night where <laughs> Oswald Cobblepot runs for president and they throw fucking shit on him? <laughs> yeah, you're actually right. I, I, you know, I don't know, like Goosey Night is, is pretty fucked up too. I don't know what that means. If anyone out there like, knows, just email me at joe at sexyvampireteeth.com. So anyway, oh, happy God. Devil's Night now that we've, let's <laughs> real ourselves. In from this fucking tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have a, uh, a special episode planned for a special day. Obviously, Halloween is uh, the biggest day of the year for us, uh, Sexy Vampire Teeth, because, uh, you know, we're celebrating the thing we love the most. And we want to do something a little different this uh, particular Halloween. Um, and we're bringing back something that we haven't done in a while, which is how to fix a franchise. And that's kind of when we sit down and talk about a franchise that's gone off the rails and what we possibly could come up with for another uh, movie idea or whatever it is to kind of fix this, you know, fractured series. Now, two years ago, me and Justin did one on Friday the 13th. I thought it was a great episode and we had some, you know, we had a lot of, we had a good time with it. And uh, so this year we decided to pick Halloween because every Halloween special we talk about the Halloween series. So this is the first time for Matt. I'm excited to hear what you have to say and uh, obviously excited to hear what both of you guys have to say. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hope you're excited too. And um, I guess with that said, um, Matt, do you want to go first since you're like new to this thing? No, because I'm new to this <laughs> thing. I yeah, I don't want to go first, but... I. 
I will, you know. Um, I could say, you know, we could because I went first last time. So, Justin, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I can go. All right. I got incredibly uh, intimidated when we were scheduling this call a few minutes ago, and Justin texted that he was like just finishing up his pitch, and I'm like, oh no, am I underprepared for this? I have some ideas, but I thought it was going to kind of be like we're throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. But I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh, Justin takes this very seriously. This is one of his like original <laughs> ideas, and I love it. And uh, yeah, I don't know why we didn't do one last year. I mean, I, I'm kind of glad that we kind of saved it for this year because I, I feel like I, I, I really hit on something kind of cool that maybe I would not have figured out last year. Is it saying the word um, kind of five fucking times? Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I like, I like the, the way, like Joe, when you did your pitch for Friday Thirteenth, like you, you had it very, um, it was very specific. Yes, like like, it, like you, you had everything like planned down to the T. Yeah. Whereas mine was more loose, and my, mine, mine here is still pretty loose. I, I did get into a little more detail this time around. Um, I got like two pages here of like, like one page is just like, uh, like a like a kind of like a vague plot synopsis where I'm just kind of like like, like free thought writing you know yeah. like I had like a like basic idea in my head there's no rules I just to kind this. of started fleshing it out no there's really not no, no rules um, so there's nothing to be intimidated by I mean we always we, we both did our things very differently you know and uh, yeah you're right like I kind of like I had a fleshed out you know story that went from you know A to B and what was in between I did the same thing this right. time um, and you had like the more of like the pitch, like you were going to literally pitch a movie. And uh, I, I loved yours more than mine uh, at, at the time. So uh, I'm excited to hear it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no rules. You just fucking, you know, get out your idea however you have to. So Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. But what, having said that, Matt, if you want to go, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was... So <clears throat> we're kind of left in a situation at the end of this movie. Because like... You can always say, like, okay, you know, let's do a reset that these movies weren't canon, but, yeah. like, they're canon. You know, like, let's let's go on that front first. Because, like, assuming they're not canon, you can go anywhere with it. And I feel like that's also a possibility, but the likelihood of that happening would mean at least, like, a five- or eight-year gap before, you know, it's not, like, people being insulted and things like that, you know. But we're left in a situation where he's put into an industrial shredder, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like hmm, how do I write my stuff so, that one? So what I was ultimately thinking about was some type of a transition to um, you know, that the movie kind of opens with the idea of echoing or even like a trailer if you will that you know, you kind of have and I'm I'm trying to say, like, what would be the next movie following what was what was done yes. just recently? This, tr yeah. So that's kind of my approach. So it could go with some of the concepts that I like the previous movie, where Laurie's like, evil doesn't die, you know, it just changes form, you know that. So and her, that voiceover, because she doesn't have to be in it; she could be dead. It's okay, you know. The idea is that um, you see kind of like the blood like seeping out of the bottom and going into the sewer and it somehow kind of uh like poisons the water supply somehow okay and you could do it any kind of way 
um, you know, that something as trivial as like it starts spraying like a, like it's like next door to like an elementary school and it's like sprinklers are spraying on the grass or something like that. And like, so it's like kids are kind of not infected by it, but, so, but that's how it transitions is like the blood coming out of there. And that the idea is um, that, that Michael Myers spirit still is on, um, you know, living on through and other people are murdering. It's not the mask anymore. It's something to do with like the concept of um, evil, blah, 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 blah. But then it, it, it ends up taking over someone towards the end of the movie that, you know, um, is going to wear, you know, wear the mask and kind of take up the mantle. Okay. So it's like Does a make... se- segue movie into like a new Michael Myers, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like Matt, it. my question to you now is, does evil die tonight? No, evil doesn't die tonight. It's so weird. It's the grass grows today. Um. <laughs> it's the tagline of the movie. Grass. <laughs> yeah, so I think that would be, because I think there's potential there, because I had some ideas of, like, how could it get into, like, a patient who's been, like, comatose in the hospital, you know, and like somehow get... Yeah. Yeah, like, and, like, he wakes up, and, like, he could have been even, like, a John Doe or something, yeah. you know, and... Just just a blank slate person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody that's, like... No, like, no connections to yeah, anybody anymore. He's, yeah. Literally, like, yeah, John Doe in 24, he's waking up. And he's, like, well, he's, been, he's been in a coma for, like, 15 years or something like that, you know? He immediately just is, like, Michael, you know? And you don't have a name to him, so he is Michael Myers, you know? that, And it's just, like, how would I transition from the blood ending up to, like inside a fucking comatose patient you know like it's a bit of a like you can make it work but that was the initial idea but it was just like it's 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 a stretch i like that a lot i like that it's yeah, kind of like that's good. yeah continuing like the it, it's almost like a fresh start but also keeping in you know yeah because you would have a young body but it would still be michael myers because he's just a john doe he's just a new vessel yeah. you know you would still carry over things from everything else while starting fresh it's a, it's a smart like reboot sort of thing i like that all right. that, that was pretty much all. That, that's what I had is like the blood has to come out, and and the two ideas were just like it getting into. And the the third idea was, um, you know, that there's a baby born at the same night that's also in a hospital situation, and I was like, yeah. But then it's like, what well, you got to wait like fifteen, sixteen, eighteen years for that baby to mature. Oh, no, like, you have like that sp- works though. Space, works, space though. lasers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like, you could take that concept and continue it on. So you can do, like, a trilogy with, like, this new Michael, right? You could do a whole new trilogy. And then at the end of that Michael's life cycle, then you have that baby who was born that same night become the new Michael after that. And there's just this constant cycle. And you wonder what I was thinking? I was like, it would be... Uh, Lori and the cop's kid. And I was like, wait a minute, there's no way Lori can still have kids. But then you also have Lori's granddaughter. What if it's her kid? Yeah, what if they had sex and she's pregnant? With that kid? Yeah, she's pregnant with uh, dudes with a... Uh, uh, God, what was his oh, name? Justin loves that fucking Lori, movie. With Lori's baby. There you go. With Lori's baby. Yeah, Corey. So she's pregnant with Corey's baby, and 
Yeah, so there, there you go. That's something. Yes, absolutely. I like the, com- then, I like the comatose guy. Keeps... I like that a lot better. I think that's really No, cool. I like the comatose yeah. guy, and I think that works for, like, the immediate and, like, you know, for the sequels after that, but then what if that guy's life cycle ends, and then it, you kind of, like, throughout the three movies, you could have those three movies, or however many, like, you know, you can have time jumps where we're following both this this new Michael and also we see the kid pro- progressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because what we're basing this all on is the idea that, you know, he is supernatural. And he has to be from what he's survived over the years. You know, like, there's some kind of super supernatural element to him, right? <laughs> but, like, to come back from what he came back from, he needs a new body. So it has to be, like, a possession or a a corpse or a coma. I like the coma patient a lot. Yeah. Or like the baby. Works, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my pitch. But the whole idea was like, I didn't really, but how do you make it not a shitty movie? And that's where you guys step in. It's like, so let's say, you know, even you start with, you know, my kind of movie pitch of how he comes back, the comatose John Doe, he wakes up and they're like, Oh my God, he's okay. They're like, Oh my God, we're so happy you're waking. He wakes up, he's like, grabs the nurse and like, just squeezes her neck and like crushes her throat. Yeah. And, like, you know, and just like, and that, and he just like walks out of the hospital, and it's like crazy killing spree, and um, finds his mask. You know, yeah, that's fucking. That's I love it because then even like Laurie could say in it, be like, "No, I killed him." It's like you know, right. I don't know how, but he's back. You know, like, and like she even sees him out of the mask, and she's like, "You're not Michael," and maybe he kills her. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, again, oh, I think he absolutely <laughs> should. He already did that in uh, Resurrection. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've done, they've done okay, so much with this, with this franchise, yeah. All right, cool. That's all I got. Nice. I'm about it, man. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you. I guess I'll go next. I have kind of a title, um, and this is, I, like, I'm not I'm not sure about it, but I'm, I'm just going to go with it for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm calling it Halloween uh, Samhain, or Samhain. So we start the movie with the, with the, the Halloween theme, obviously. I, I, want the, I want the opening of the movie to be... A very typical Halloween opening. I want it to be the, the, the Halloween theme with the pumpkin and everything, but I want the Halloween theme to be synth as fuck. <laughs> like, just super synth that shit. And I'm going to get into this later. So we get we get your, your, your Halloween um, uh, opening credit sequence, which is just, you know, the standard pumpkin and all that shit. And then we open on a title card. Santa Mira, California, October 29th, 1990. 12.15 a.m. We open on an establishing shot of a building with a sign on the gate that reads Serenity Solutions Behavioral Health. Another, less pleasant-looking sign reads Private Property No Trespassing. We hear the screeching of tires as an ambulance comes crashing out of the gate, followed closely by a mid-sized sedan. There's a brief chase that ends in the ambulance crashing. There's two men in the sedan. One of them gets out to inspect the ambulance. The ambulance driver is revealed to be Michael Myers with the mask and all. Michael kills the man who gets out to inspect, and the other gets away. Michael steals the sedan and drives off into the night as the man who escaped, Dr. Aiden Connolly, gets on his phone and demands medical assistance and travel arrangements. He states that Michael has escaped, and he knows exactly where he's going. Cut to another title card, Haddonfield, October 30th. This is where we meet our main teenage cast, who are a group of female babysitters, um, as well as um, Sheriff Barnes, 
who's going to be one of our main uh, protagonists. This is where I get a little more um, vague about how the story goes, because I want to feel very much like a classic Halloween movie that would, like, like maybe something a little closer to the vein of, like, Halloween 4. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get, we're going to kind of cut back and forth because now we're at the day before Halloween. So we're going to kind of cut and forth, cut back and forth between our characters and Haddonfield, um, where, uh, Dr. Connolly arrives, uh, and he's very much playing the Loomis role. Mm-hmm. You know, my patient has escaped. He gets to Sheriff, um, Sheriff Barnes. He has to convince Sheriff Barnes that like, he's going to need his help. Because this guy's dangerous, he's coming to Haddonfield, he knows he's coming to Haddonfield, and he knows he's going to start killing you again. Uh, as far, so we're going to cut back and forth between what's happening in Haddonfield. You know, we're going to really get to know our characters. I want these characters to feel like real people who live in, like, the real world. And, like, the idea is, like, he's the doctor's trying to convince the sheriff and anyone else who will listen that, like, Michael's coming, he's going to be here, he's cutting a path across the country just to get here. Everyone's kind of going to be saying, like, that's impossible. And the, the assumption is that it's impossible because Michael is believed to be dead. Um, Wait, I just had, so a curiosity, case, just had a curiosity, like, what, like, where does the movie take place? Like, what's in continuity? Or, or, or is it just nothing? I'm getting to that. Okay, okay. I'm getting it. And, what, and, and I have a quick question. What was the year again when you said it was... Uh... It's 1990. Okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure because I'm framing it. Yeah. I figured... I, I wanted it to take place after... So it's like Halloween 5. Yeah. But there's yeah. like that pretty large gap between 5 and 6. Because 5 came out in 89. 6 came out in 95. So for 1990, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good place. But we'll get to that. We're going to cut back and forth between these, these 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 new characters just to get to know them the day before Halloween, and then Michael kind of cutting his path towards Haddonfield, right? So every once in a while, you'll cut back to him, and he like kills somebody and moves on because I want to get like some 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 uh, action in there, like in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, we get to Halloween night. Michael has made his way to Haddonfield. He's butchering people left and right. And, and, and Dr. Connolly has um, convinced the sheriff, listen, we need a curfew, like, ASAP, because we're going to have people out on the streets all night on Halloween night, and this guy's out here butchering people. So finally, the sheriff agrees, yes, we'll do a 9 o'clock curfew. Perfect. Get, get everybody into their houses. And that's when you start hearing... And then you start seeing kids with the with the silver shamrock mess. <laughs> okay. And the same shit's happening to them that happened in Halloween three. Yeah. And then you realize you slowly start to realize that the reason that everybody was saying it's impossible that Michael Myers is coming is because Michael Myers isn't real. Michael Myers is a fictional character in a from the Halloween movies. Oh, okay. Oh. So you're you're new nightmaring this thing. Yes and no. <laughs> this movie this movie is a direct sequel to Halloween three. So then the big oh. happens, right? Because we're gonna start getting little hints that this is not a typical Halloween sequel throughout. So like I'm saying Michael's coming to Haddonfield, you're gonna find out 
around the beginning of the third act, he's not going to Haddonfield, Illinois. He's going to Haddonfield, New Jersey. Because there is no Haddonfield, Illinois. There is no Haddonfield, Illinois, but there is a Haddonfield, New Jersey. But there is a Haddonfield, New Jersey. He goes to Monster Mania. This is cool. <laughs> the town's freaking out. All these people are dead. We've got this Michael Myers guy, who's not really Michael Myers, going around fucking killing people left and right. So at the end, the sheriff takes down Michael. The mask off and the silver shamrock thing. The pin is on the mask. That's awesome. So it's like, That's what the fuck really is going cool. on here? And it's a good way to draw three into the canon of all the other Michael Myers movies. Yes and no. It's kind of, but not really. So here's, here's the twist. Here's the big twist. So Dr. Connolly is behind the sheriff when he, when he kills Michael and reveals the mask. And Connolly says to him, you don't really know much about Halloween, do you, Sheriff? We thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands, and we'd be waiting in our houses of waddles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal, and the dead is looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween, the festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago, and the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. It's not so different now. It's time again. In the end, we don't decide these things, you know. The planets do, and it's time again. The world's going to change tonight, and I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. It's the exact same line that Connell Cochran said to Dr. Chalice. Right. in Halloween 3, because Dr. Connolly is actually Dr. Aiden Cochran. I like that. <clears throat> yeah, it's really cool. But you wrote, I, I love that you wrote that final bad guy speech, because that, like, gave me chills. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then you start to see what the grand plan is. It's not just this one Michael. You start to see throughout the country other Michaels being activated and doing the same thing in different towns across the country. They made a mask based on the movie character. Yes. Yeah. So he, he so so part of his speech, he says that um, I haven't written this. My father's masks at the time were the biggest thing. He thought that would be the face of Halloween. But there was a new server, and it was Michael Myers. And he holds up the mask. The Michael Myers mask said, this is the new face of Halloween. I like it. And, you know, Justin is a real sucker for Halloween 3. It's, like, something he's a strong advocate for. So I'm not shocked that you went there. As soon as you talk about having, like, synth pop in the beginning, I'm like, oh, he's he's doing something on Halloween 3. So so my idea for the theme is that we do a, that they do a mashup of the Halloween 3 and regular Halloween themes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool because then you could have you could do so much with that, and it's so like I hate to say it's it's meta, you know, but it definitely takes it in a completely new direction to make it like much bigger, you know, much more reach to to like what goes on, and it really opens up the universe to do so much with it. Well, yeah, because it, it, it's about Halloween itself, you know, which yeah. is three was yeah. like the only movie that really focused on like the the lore of Halloween day and then also taking into michael myers and you know it's hard to clean up that chronology you know so like you have to just sort of say oh it's this or it's that it's not but i like i like that you kind of just made it like all right yeah this is a fucking character that's really that's really awesome i was just i was just um this is like this is an idea that i've been playing around with for a while i didn't really know how to do it right i really didn't know how to do it and i was like wait a minute like what if i just make it like a twist because originally i was thinking well it would be like a like we'll know from the get-go that it would be like a sequel to halloween 3 
but also you want Michael in there. So I was like, how do I do this? I was like, wait a minute, what if you didn't know from the get-go? Yeah. And then that slowly gets revealed later. And, you know, if that movie came out, right, like say, like say something like that got made, like you would just never know walking into it because you wouldn't, like, advertise it that way. Right. Yeah. Well, because for the majority of the movie, it's just another Michael Myers Halloween movie. And you get all those things that you go to see one of those movies for, but then you get a story that sort of cleans it up a little bit and ties it back to the origin of Halloween. Yeah. And yeah. Funny. No, I, I think it's great. I liked it a lot. They're both really cool, yeah. like, ideas. Well, yeah, I like that. What do you got, Joe? <laughs> I gotta go last, huh? All right. Okay, so when I was thinking about this, like, how to fix a uh, Halloween series, right? The continuity is all over the place, right? Because they keep, they keep going and saying, all right, well, these movies didn't count, so moving forward, it's just starting from this on. Uh, like, one or two count. And the rest don't, you know, or oh, only four, five, and six. It's like, you know, it's hard to follow, like, the continuity of Halloween. When you look at, like, yeah. the series, it's all over the place, right? So, like, I was thinking, like, all right, well, if I was going to fix this, like, one thing I want to do is just, like, find a way to clean all that up and sort of start fresh, uh, but keep all that stuff there. My idea for, like, a, the next film that would clean this up uh, to fix this, so to speak, would be, uh, I would call it Halloween 1979. And... The tagline okay. is the tagline's gonna be the night no one came home. That was the tagline for Halloween three. Was it? Yes. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea Halloween three had a tagline. So That was it. That pat was on my back. So the idea I had was basically I wanted to keep everything that was in the movies in some kind of continuity, yet start with the initial um, idea for Halloween uh, film series, which was anthologies, right? Like they wanted to have it be a different thing every film. They didn't want to have it just be a Michael Myers story, but that's what it became aside from that one movie, Halloween 3. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make my Halloween movie be uh, an anthology movie, but also kind of recognize the continuity that took place before. So I wanted to start off with basically um, a group of kind of like preteens, I guess, like all boys. And they're going out to celebrate basically their last Halloween because they're getting kind of old for it. And we would have like one of the kids, you know, be more into it than everybody else. And like, you know, one, one of the four kids makes fun of him for it. One of them is just sort of his best friend and goes along with it. It tries to, like, you know, make him feel better about it. But essentially, it's like letting go of that, like, important part of your childhood, right? So what they would talk about would be, like, the legend of Michael Myers. Now, in my movie, like, the first one happened. It's the next year. But since then, no one knows what happened to him. Some people don't believe it happened. And there's been all these stories written about Michael Myers. They would kind of have this book, you know, like they have like a little like, you know, book of lore that like the high school wrote wrote or whatever. Like it's something that gets passed along. And in this book, we'll go through it like briefly in the movie. It kind of maps out all the other Halloween movies, even ones that like would take place in the future. Still, it would tell the story of those. So all the Halloween movies kind of happen in the imaginations of of the people that live there. So technically, Mm -hmm. it would really just be the first movie. But... Everything kind of happened or will happen in the minds of the people that live there. They built their own mythology. We just watched them for a couple movies, but it didn't really happen. But this movie would basically take place in Haddonfield the next year. And these kids are kind of letting go of this childhood tradition. So as they're walking around town, they're going to kind of like bump into or pass things where we'll get a story there. So I, I, I like 
kind of like trick or treat almost a little bit, where like we're getting like little. That's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to look very Halloweeny, and you know, while we're not getting like a ton of development with these characters, like you already get that. Like everybody can understand that feeling, you know, um, and remember that feeling too. But we're gonna get all these little vignettes, and like I wanted each of these little stories that we get throughout the movie to kind of like have something to do with the Halloween movies that passed already. Like some kind of like whether whether it be like a setting or like just some kind of prop or whatever. Like I want you to get a feeling for Halloween sequels in these stories, but they'll have nothing to do with it. So like, for example, I, I thought like four short little stories that would kind of pop up throughout this movie, this like anthology movie. Like the first one would be like uh, this guy's kind of home alone, older guy, and there's a trick or treat that keeps coming to his house and he's like bothering him all fucking night long. He's dressed as a ghost with glasses on, you know, so we kind of like show, go back to that um, like first movie a little bit. And he keeps kind of demanding like what he thinks is candy, but he doesn't know what to give him. And then it almost looks like he's going to rob him because he's coming in the house and he's demanding things. And he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand what you want. And we wind up finding out that he's not demanding anything. He's showing him where his body was buried in the house. Like he was killed there as a child and his remains are left there and he wanted it on like dug up so like that would be one story have like another story be like a bank robber goes to a, um, a mechanic shop to steal a car so we can get the hell out of town uh so we get the mechanic aspect right we can get like just because we always see him in a fucking mechanic place or kill mechanic <laughs> right. so he goes to a mechanic he goes and steals the car he takes the car um and the mechanics there he takes him hostage they go to like a fucking diner or whatever and you know it's just it's very like dialogue heavy sort of uh vignette throughout this the the cops surround the diner and they, they basically have him held he can't go anywhere he's fighting with the mechanic he's arguing with him about like his place in life and stuff fucking bank robber shoots the mechanic nothing happens bolt goes right through him there's no mechanic he just fucking he's it's his inner dialogue about what he's doing wrong the cops come to take him away you'd have a kid go into the er with like these bad stomach pains and stuff like that the nurses think that he ate like bad candy but he has like a parasite like a like a disgusting bug parasite that kind of winds up breaking out a la Halloween 3. Another idea, like the last one would be, uh, you know, girls closing up shop at a, a Halloween store. We'd get some masks and stuff like that. Again, like Halloween 3. And uh, someone disguised themselves as a mannequin so that when the store closed, you could kind of take something from there. And uh, once I'm chasing her through the store, like maybe we put her in like the bathroom stall, so he's chasing her through there. That's another thing that we see a lot. So I wanted just like these little connections with Halloween type stories that were like small, but made you and made you think of the sequels but they didn't really have anything to do with it at all they were their own stories essentially when we get to these kids because we see them throughout the the movie they go to the myers house at one point in the middle of the movie they find the fucking mask in there and they take it the older kid like the main kid is like you really shouldn't have done that i, I you, you got to put it back and the other kids are like nah fuck that or whatever so as as the movie progresses and they they, they go home uh one kid is goes on his own two of them are brothers they live next door to the main kid so they kind of all those three kids go back home the mom gets a call the first kid never came home what happened they're like i don't know we, we, we saw him walk home the main kid calls next door neighbors he goes hey listen you should really put that fucking mask back or throw it out i don't like that we have it i'm, I'm, I'm nervous i was like stop being a pussy whatever michael myers comes to those kids house he fucking kills everybody in that house takes the mask back and then he goes next door. And I, I did. I kind of want to leave it ambiguous if, like, he actually kills the other kid too. But we'll know he's in the home, and I'll kind of end on seeing all the places that we saw in the movie and just hear his breathing, like we did in the original movie, like the end of the first one. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of get your anthology series, which the movies were supposed to be like, and I think that works the best. But then, just to satisfy everybody else, you have a book ended with like a Michael Myers slasher 
uh, sequence, basically. And I thought that moving forward with the movies, you could just keep doing it by year. And whatever year you had, you could kind of do it in the style of that year, like a little bit like VHS. So you could do like a 90s one, like 1991 or whatever. You could do 2000s and just tell a bunch of horror stories that would kind of fit in that, that time period. And maybe have a bookend with Michael Myers or have one about him or whatever the case may be. And I think moving forward, that would make the series like a lot better. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. I love the concept of anthologies in general. You know this, so probably yeah. like a dozen times. And Trick or Treat's my favorite Halloween movie. And to do anything in the ilk of that would make me so happy. And I feel like you figured out a way to really tie it together. I loved the idea of like, it could be like they're up in the club in the clubhouse and they tell different stories it's like well what if like i heard you know like this one that like you know he comes back in like 20 years yes and blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah you got right. it right yeah it's like oh it did yeah, yeah I get at it. a game show or something right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it could reminds me of reminds me of that episode of batman the Animated I'm, series yeah. <laughs> legends of the dark knight shut up joel <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i was thinking about that a little bit when i was kind of coming up with the idea it's like those kids yeah yeah. They're, they're basically great. writing the continuity for us. Yes. That's fucking brilliant, dude. I fucking love it. And it's an end. Halloween is back to an anthology series. And it could go five ever. You know, it could just continue on. Yeah, you don't have to get, like, bogged down with continuity with something like that, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's why I thought that would be, like, their, their best ditch effort at this point to, to fix that. I'm about it. I dig it. Yeah, our ideas are all very, very different. They're very you know, different. Think I think they're all really good. Yeah. I liked everybody's because like... I think all three of them. In summary, it's like here's how he comes back with the younger body. Um, here's like what what Justin's idea. I like that was like I like the idea you both tied it together with the an, an, anthology, but like Justin's idea of like the new face of Halloween. I love that Joe's like how it's like a complete like it's such a. A smart, I don't want to call it a reboot. It's like, it is, because it's, it's like back to the original vision. All right, guys, uh, listeners, you're going to have to send in your votes to Joe at sexyvampireteethpodcast.com. Is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, they could, they could try. I don't think they'll get, I think they'll get a, a mailer demon or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Um, what, what is your? It's Joe at sexy. It's Joe at sexyvampireteeth.com. So it's Joe at sexyvampireteeth.com. That's where they send the votes. Yeah. To Joe at sexyvampireteeth.com. <laughs> That's it. just trying to say it over and over. Just talk with. Yeah. Or if you guys have any better ideas, I was going to say yeah. Yeah, people could send them in, um, and and we'll we'll read them and we'll pretend that we came up with them on our own. Like, oh guys, remember last week? <laughs> I had another idea, and it's not. I don't know why they haven't. AOL screen name from <laughs> 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Who's spam1981 at AOL.com? <laughs> Who the hell's Mailer Damon? <laughs> <laughs> if you know the answer, please email me at Joe. I say the by teeth.com. That was actually my first email address, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what? JoeSexyVampireTeeth.com? <laughs> no, Span1981 at AOL.com. That was nice. my very first email. Oh, guys. You're like, fuck the system. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's here, and uh, I'm very excited. I'm sure you guys are. Before we wrap up, you guys have any plans, any special plans uh, for uh, tonight? I'm going to watch uh, the new Hell House movie. Uh just came out today. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I saw that. No, I didn't see the movie. I saw that it was coming out. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's on Shutter, right? Yeah. I might watch that because I really like the first three. I think the first one is fucking awesome. And yeah, uh, the, first one's the third one's weird with the happy ending, but whatever. They are documentary style, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah. Like yeah, mockumentary? Okay. Footage. Yeah. Like found footage, kind of, yeah. It's like a combination of mockumentary and found footage. Found footage never goes anywhere but the horror genre. Like, you don't really see found footage like, uh, oh, it's a romance movie. It's a found footage movie, but... I mean, they did, they did Chronicle, which was... An action? You know, kind yeah. of often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then, um, I mean, is Cloverfield considered horror because it's a monster movie, you know? That's a, a, a Cloverfield, I think, was a horror movie. Yeah. Matt, what about you? It's supposed to rain here during the day, but it's supposed to stop by about five. So we're going to have every every single switch turned on for the Halloween decorations and uh, have some people over. I'm, I don't think I'm going to set up the, the bonfire in the driveway because I don't want kids to burn alive. But uh, <laughs> I think we're just gonna, we're going to hang out up front with the couple of tables and some drinks and hand out candy and just have a party, you know? Okay. Nice. It's a good plan. Well, I'm going to be uh, with my girlfriend and the uh, the kids. So we are, we're going to go trick-or-treating and then uh, we got costumes too. We're going to walk around with them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, afterwards, um, we're going to do like a little pizza at my house. Normally, I like go with a bunch of people, like other like um, family come over, but everybody's away like this this week for whatever reason a lot of people aren't here so it's just going to be us it's going to be quiet so we're going to come back have some pizza and then uh when you know when they go to bed we're going to just uh you know we're going to watch something we haven't decided yet but we'll, we'll check something out yeah i watched trick-or-treat this weekend and so it was I. awesome i watched it on saturday so, yeah and yeah me too <laughs> that's like the same time that's her favorite movie <laughs> and uh she, yes. like her favorite halloween movie and we uh she like has to make sure we get that in, so we watched that on Saturday. Yeah, I had everything going with the Halloween decorations Saturday night for those type of people, and like I'm, I'm setting myself up to be a destination house because I had <laughs> I, like it's, it's 20, 20 or thirty visitors, like kids, like complaining to their parents that they didn't want to leave. If, yeah. if, if, there's, if there's another contest where it's Halloween decorations, Matt Matt won uh, unanimously. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing videos; not, they look amazing. I don't know if you want to put it on social media or whatever, but um, but they are. Yeah, they, they, I might, it's yeah, I might figure out a way to do that. Um, but it's so funny because um, my buddy was over and he looked at it. He was like, "Man, this is crazy." He's like, "He goes, this is a good start." No, I mean, this is a good finish. And I was like, "Oh no, it's just the beginning." <laughs> and I'm, I'm reminded of the line from uh, constantly because what happened was once I started like investigating like this, like what you can do and how far you can take it. I, I have this, like, bug now that I'm obsessed. And uh, the line from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas when he says, and I just can't wait for next Halloween. Because <laughs> 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 I've got some great ideas that will really make them scream. You know, like, I'm, like, so excited about, like, and Katie's like, this Halloween hasn't happened yet. I'm like, but next year's going to be even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking are Jack Skellington of our group, 100%. <laughs> I never even thought about Absolutely. that. <laughs> I just, I'm, yeah, I'm obsessed. And then Justin would be Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> I... <laughs> Why is that so fucking appropriate? That does make sense. And I would be... I was going to call you Ichabod Crane, so... Yeah, well, yeah exactly, yeah. 
I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be Ichabod, yeah. But the cool one. So I'm, you're both Johnny Depp, and I'm a fucking dead guy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like he was supposed to be Johnny Depp, but you know, if it was live action, yeah. I don't. There's no one else I would have played him. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And you are a live action virgin, so there you go. Can I can I be Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street instead? <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can. Bloodbath. <laughs> I think that uh, we were all kind of impressed with each other's stuff, which is always a, a good thing. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a great, great episode. I hope hopefully everybody listening uh, enjoys it and has a very safe and happy Halloween. Uh, emphasis on the safety. And um, thank you guys for listening all, all month. We had a lot of stuff out there. We got some good feedback. And uh, we are excited to kind of move forward next month with some things that we didn't get to talk about. There's a couple of things out there that we haven't really mentioned yet. And uh, they're big, big things. I think in November we should focus on that. Uh, definitely uh, the Fall House of Usher, which we've all watched and haven't really talked about yet. So I want to, you know, maybe to bring an episode uh, to the table on that. And then also uh, Talk to Me and Cobweb. Great, great movies. Uh, definitely going to be on the top of my mm-hmm. list for horror movies this year. So we should talk about that too. So um, those are some things to look forward to coming up. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And we will see you guys. We will see you guys in two weeks. Because uh, we, we need a little break. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> All right. Good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.